of our lives, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. God's presence like I do. I just want to continue praying for a moment. Lord, we should thank you for your presence with us, Lord. We honor you, Lord. You are our majest, majestic in all your ways. All power and all authority has been given to you, Lord Jesus. And you told us to go and make disciples. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, we thank you that if we've seen you, we've seen the Father. Thank you for your glory and your majesty amongst us, Lord. And we pray for an even greater measure of that in days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, well, welcome, everybody. I'm sorry I was a bit late. There are technical issues. How to do an update. <laughs> so we praise God that we're all together again, just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for lovely weather. We thank God for forgiving us our sins. We remember all the things that God has done in the past, uh, all his goodness and mercy over us, and we will just rejoice in his holy name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. Such a pleasure yesterday to see Bishop Tony uh, live in person. <laughs> so that was great. So let me hand it over to the bishop now. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome, Pastor Vince. Bless you. Well, Judge, we want to bless God continuously. We can never stop loving him because he first loved us. When we did not even deserve to be loved, he still sent Jesus to die for us. This shows how much you and I are dear to his heart. Last week I was in London in one of our sister churches. I started a program on Thursday. I think I did invite all of you, but on Friday, I know it was Sunday, Pastor Vince was able to come. He dashed from the service to do that. I mean, the Zoom. I mean, it was in South London around Camberwell. And I mean, we we had a, a, a if you go to Facebook, I think you will see oh, some of them. I mean, I've posted some videos and things there. I mean, right from Thursday, the outpouring of God's spirit was so amazing. And I strongly believe that, I mean, there were faithful people who were standing behind, praying that God's hand would be lifted. We thank God that he always creates avenues to use us to be a blessing uh, to his people because uh, it shan't be long. Everything is going to be over. If we look at what is happening around us, I mean, the various wars and everything, and also, I mean, the spread of the gospel and the persecution that is going on is all fulfilling scripture, indicating that whatever we have to do for God and for the kingdom. We have to do it with expedience and also make sure that we increase our tenacity and our momentum in spreading the gospel to the ends of the world. Because that is the only thing, that is the last thing that is supposed to happen. And then Christ will come. He says, this good news of the gospel shall be preached to all nations and then the end will come. So the wars and the rumors of wars and the earthquakes and the hungers and everything that are going on 
are the are the initial birth pangs, but then the grand finale, according to the word of Christ, is that this good news of the gospel. Please remember, there's too much bad news in the world, and the world needs some good news, and the good news is embedded in Christ. So if we relent or if we slow down, then it means that somehow uh, we are not hastening the coming of the Lord. This world is full of corruptions, pain, disappointments, disasters, I mean, horrible, I mean, deeds of wicked uh, men and, I mean, people all over the world. And so we need to, I mean, hasten the coming of the Lord. And the only way we can hasten the coming of the Lord so that we can go into glory, we can go into the place of perpetual peace and harmony and tranquility, where there is no need, there, there is no tears, there is no cry, there is no pain, there is no disaster. And that is the continuation of our existence. As I always say that once upon a time, we existed just only in the mind of God. You were only in the mind of God. All of us were only in the mind of God. And then God said, now let us create man in our own image after our own likeness. And then he created us. So we moved from the mind of God. We were in the mind of God. We were existing, but we did not know that we were there. That is why life starts from the eternity past. So eternity past is where you and I, we belong. It started from there. And then God said, let us make man. And then God brought us into physical realm. This, I mean, physical realm. Not for it to become the last place, as I always say. But then it's a continuation of the journey. And then we shall return to where we came from. That is back to eternity. Where God, that is why he sent Jesus to come and prepare us so that as we, our entry to eternity is dependent upon your acceptance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. That is your transportation. So he will come and then he will whisk us. So he's not come because a lot of people have not yet tasted. Our only simple Message of the gospel. Jesus loves you. Jesus came to die for you. It's all that we need to share with people. The rest is a supernatural work of God. So we don't cajole, we don't force, we don't push, we don't. No, you just say what he has done for you. He has touched us. He has saved us. And because of that, he wants to do the same for you. As simple as that. And then the supernatural work through the Holy Spirit will go on. And that person will also be born into this family. There is a tug of war because the devil is also conversing to cause a lot of people to join him to uh, the destruction that God has planned for him and his rebellious or demons or gods. You see, hell was prepared for Satan and his rebellious gods. But then... Satan is conversing in this our world to get people to join them into the destruction. Satan is no match for Christ. 
That is why we who have tasted of the saving knowledge of Jesus should not keep our mouth shut. Because the good news of the gospel must be preached to the ends of the world before Jesus will come. Muse over it. Every morning, thank God, and give me an opportunity to share your love with somebody. Anytime when you are walking around, when you are doing your various activities, tell Christ that, please, Holy Spirit, give me a way that I can share your light into the darkness of our world with somebody. And you don't need to overstate things. You don't need to, I mean, be quoting all scriptures from, I mean, from A to Z. Just because as you share from your heart, let of the Holy Spirit to the right person. The power of the Holy Spirit Amen. will come into it and brood over that person and touch that person and turn that person around. Please, let us not say that any individual is beyond salvation. It doesn't matter what the person is doing. It doesn't matter what the person is involved in. The person is a qualified candidate. For the kingdom. The person is the reason why Jesus Christ came to spill his blood and to rise up, conquering death and the grave, and coming back to us to show with infallible proofs that he has conquered death, devil, and the grave, and that now liberation must be preached to the ends of the world. So that we can all, together with the people that we will share the love of God with, return back to eternity, where we came from. God has prepared a place. He says, if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. A place is prepared for each and every one of us. But for us to be able to do that effectively, I'm, I'm running off on this, been, I mean, learning about discover your purpose or discover your assignment. And uh, I want to finish it off by steps that you, steps into finding your purpose. Steps into finding your purpose. Steps. So I want, this is the last message on that. I'm going to give you practical steps that you can use. To identify your purpose or your assignment. Remember I've told you that you may have one main overarching purpose. But beneath that there may be other, other little, little purposes that God may give to you. So you see that you may be multi-gifted or multi-talented. So it's not just one area. But there may be the main one. And if you find the main one and you give yourself totally to, you will see that other areas or dimensions may be linked to the main one. And that one too, you have to endeavor to give yourself to it. Remember, this assignment that we are talking about is only relevant in this epoch of time that we are in. In this mundane earth or physical earth that we find ourselves. When this chapter is over, you don't need purpose again because you are entering into another dimension called eternity. But in this our existence, from the time of your birth 
till the time of your death. That is where this assignment and purpose is relevant. And remember, everyone is specifically packaged with something specific. It comes to it comes to light more. Light shines more on it when you find Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that when you don't know Jesus, you cannot find it. There are a lot of people, because God created us all in his image, a lot of people, they have not found Jesus. But still, somehow, by some means, they have identified their purpose and they are using it to be a blessing to the world. That is why we can talk of various people who may say that I don't believe in God. But still, you will see that they may invent or do something that will be of a benefit and of a blessing to humanity. Uh, yes, the purpose is found, but then he will not gain entry into eternity because he has overlooked the light of God that takes us into freedom and liberty. You see, these things, we need to understand them clearly so that when you are talking to people, at times people may ask you so many questions so that at least you can, I mean, explain some of them without any contradiction or without any fumbling over the knowledge of the truth. So today I want us to read Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. We want to read verse number 10 through 18. Acts chapter 9, verse 10 through 18. It's a long piece, but let's bear because I will not read too many scriptures. So He says, Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, listen, I have heard from many about this man. How much harm he had done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight, and at once he arose and was baptized. Glory to God. Amen. You see, the, the, the narration simplifies it so clear. We all know about what I mean Saul was doing, 
before he had an encounter. He was a Pharisee, so he was against those who were preaching about Jesus Christ. So he persecuted Christians and also got authority letters to arrest Christians, beat them up, and put them in prison. Even some of them, he will orchestrate their death. We all remember before he had a Damascus experience, he was superintending over the death or the stoning of Stephen, where people were stoning Stephen to death. That is when Stephen said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. It was this after this that he was rushing to go to Damascus to go and arrest more Christians and get them killed. You see how the devil can flip, can turn your destiny into something horrible, into something bad. Even if it's not something bad, the devil can get you engaged in things that will cause you to be blind to the reason why God has sent you here on earth. So he was using to, 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 to in a limited understanding of Saul, he thought that he was doing something for God. He didn't know that he was being used by the devil because, I mean, they were in Judaism. That was the first, I mean, religion that God introduced with a covenant with the Israelites. And then Jesus came to move them into, it was not a change. It was progression of God's revelational knowledge. That now the continuation of Judaism is increasing into Christianity. And the people of old in Judaism became antagonistic and they resisted. Most of the time when there is coming a change, when there is coming a new thing, there is a tendency that there will be a resistance, there will be opposition, there will be a hindrance, there will be friction to oppose, to resist and to hinder. Even in your own life, at times if you want to change, to do something different, from what you've been doing for a long time. If you are not careful, you see that there's a struggle. There's a struggle in your ability to let yourself go fully into the new. So there is always so Paul thought he was doing, or Saul at that time, thought he was doing something good for God by resisting Christians, by killing them, because he thought that they were heretics who has come to dilute Christianity, or who has come to dilute Judaism. So he was fighting for Judaism as a Pharisee. But then when he witnessed the persecution and the death of Stephen, and this Stephen, even at the point of being stoned to death, was praying for them that God forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. It was the, I mean, the height of expression of the love of God. That your enemies are killing you and you are still praying God's goodness for them. God's deliverance, God's liberation. If, if you remember, if we go back, he's exemplifying the life of Jesus. It was Jesus who did the same thing when he was on the Calvary's cross. When they were calling him names, spitting upon him, I mean, piercing his side and everything. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. So he was mimicking, he was imitating. The life of Jesus had consumed him. The passion of Christ has taken hold of his life that he could not in any way become vindictive rather than to imitate the life of his master. And this is what God has left us here on earth to do. There are so many things that will try to hinder us 
to push us back and to allow and and to not to allow us to be able to go all out for Christ, the new life that God has placed in us. But let us not allow any darkness to continue to hinder us. We refuse to live as the old people that we used to be before encountering Jesus. So note it. It was this thing that the Holy Spirit took to work a work in the heart. So when he was going on the Damascus road, he was thinking about it. How come that somebody we are killing is still praying for us? And then the Holy Spirit used that. Used that to convict him. And then to bring the revelation to him. That is why people must hear something about the love of God from us. People must see the love of God exemplified through us. So that the Holy Spirit can use that as a means to work in their lives, in their hearts. And to bring them to ultimate change and transformation. So the encounter happened. It spread all over. People heard it. That hey, the guy who was has become blind. And now, I mean, he is in the house of, I mean, uh, Simon. And I mean, uh, he... And so... It was in the midst of this that God revealed the purpose of Saul to Ananias. Remember, Ananias had been a disciple. That means a learner, a student, somebody who did not take his prayers, his study of the Bible for a joke. He was very serious, ardent student. That is why the Bible qualifies him as a disciple. So God gave him a revelation and he, he, he told God, point blank, God, this guy has done a lot of havoc. To Christians, so I, I am not going, excuse me, daddy. This guy is a wicked guy. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. But as soon as he said that God gave him further revelation into why he has accosted, I mean, Saul, why he has given Saul an encounter with himself, why he has blindfolded his eyes. His eyes were seeing only physical things. And now God wanted to bring him a change so that his eyes would see beyond physical things and see into spiritual things. May our eyes not be only not only be limited to seeing only things around us. May God illuminate our eyes. May God open our eyes so that our eyes can see into hidden things of God. So that we can agree with heaven. And when even people are saying it's impossible, we can say that my God has opened my eyes. I have seen something that God is about to do. It is this insight into the realm of the spirit that brings new things into existence. That causes things to turn around. So God said, no. He's a chosen vessel. Oh, glory to God. You are a chosen vessel. Amen. God has something special for you. Amen. God mentioned your name even before you were clot of blood in him. Before you came into this existence, God had packaged you with something. Not it. So God explained to Ananias to allay his fears and to bring him on the same page with the heaven's agenda. We all have heaven's agenda. May earthly agenda never superimpose over the heaven's agenda that God has for us. Amen. Amen. So God 
brought Ananias to that understanding and that insight. You know, if God has not opened our minds, there are so many things we can never understand. We can never explain. It may be something that will work and work and work to the blessing of you, to your, your children, your children's children, your children's children, 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 children. But if you are not careful, you will not see it and you will not understand it. May God open our minds. So God, open them. Oh, glory to God. I'm prophesying somebody. There is a blessing coming to you. That will go to your family. It will go to your children. Your children's children. Your children's children's children. And the enemy cannot in any way harass, torment. And they start great things that God has designed for your family. For your children. In the name of Jesus. It's going to start with you. It's starting with you. As you open yourself to this move of God, to this new and great thing that God has been doing, and you find yourself and you position yourself accurately, and you allow God to flow through you and use you to do what He wants to use you to do, that blessing will continue and continue and continue and continue till we all end up in eternity. We are here to be a champion of heaven's agenda. Heaven's agenda will work through us. Heaven's agenda will manifest through our families. Heaven's agenda will work through our children. Heaven's agenda will work through our children's children. In the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy greatness into your life. I prophesy greatness into your family. I prophesy elevation into your life, into your aspirations. In the name of Jesus, you are changing the course of your family. Anything that has been negative in your family, starting from you, is changing. A new order is coming into manifestation in the name of Jesus. Your family will live long, your family will be a blessing. Wherever they go, they will be the head but not the tail. In the name of Jesus, any darkness that has been working in the past. We dispel it. The light of God is entering right now. In the name of Jesus. Let's sing this song before I continue. There is now holy Oh, there is none beside thee. Oh, neither is any rock like a God. There is none holy. There is no holy as There is no beside thee. Oh, neither is any 
holy as the Lord. Note it carefully. We are established on a rock to stay. And there is none holy like our God. He is a rock, the solid rock on which we stand. And by his goodness and his fortification, we will prevail over every onslaught of the enemy. Any conspiracy of the wicked one is turned around in the name of Jesus. He is causing us to rise up into new dimensions of his goodness. We shall soar with wings like eagles. And we shall possess everything that God has written our names attached to. We shall enjoy treasures in darkness. And no assignment of the wicked one can submerge, override, overrule what God has unleashed into our lives. Amen. Our God is opening great opportunities ahead of us. Great ones that when we talk about is going to surprise and cause many to open their mouths for the turning around and our new imagine is going to be great and is going to be glorious it shall cut across the nations of the world and it shall cause people of influence to come to the brightness of our light Amen. jehovah has risen upon us with a new manifestation that is about to emerge. Let us embrace the awesome manifestation of God's goodness and let us just do our baby steps and he will magnify the steps of our feet. He will, it shall be like a mighty trooping army into the camp of the enemy and they shall run helter skelter. Our God is with us. Makaba Serving God, but so it was against God. He lays his hands on him, and then his eyes flips open. Now he's seen into the realm of the spirit. No wonder he embarked on his first missionary journey, second missionary journey, third missionary journey. And then you know what? He became the emblem and the source for the writing of most of the New Testament books that we have. 13 out of the 27 was penned by this particular person because he identified his purpose. As I'm about to bring it to an end, I want us to check this and then I will give you about six steps without, I will not elaborate too much. Because I believe God by his spirit has infused us already. Let's go to 1 Timothy again, chapter 4, and we read in verse 14. So now, using this, he's speaking to you, he's speaking to me. Note it. 
He says in verse 14, we read in verse 4, says, Do not neglect the gift or the assignment or the purpose that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. That means meditate on what God has spoken into your life. Give yourself entirely to them. Let your whole being be given to that which God has indicated. That is the reason why he has created you. He says, give yourself entirely to them. That your progress may be evident to all. So that your prosperity, your progress, your promotion, your enlargement will be made known unto all. So God doesn't want you to neglect. Please note it. So the steps that we are to dwell on, to apply to our lives, that will help us to identify, to know, and to fulfill our purpose or our assignment. First, seek God for your gift. Seek if you are not sure. Pray and ask. Every time you are reading the Bible, ask God, God, what is my purpose? God, what is my purpose here on earth? God, what is my purpose? Make sure you ask. Because Paul asked, after he became blind, in Acts chapter 9, he said, God, what will you have me to do? What will you have me to do? So you have to ask. And nobody has sought God and God has not. Because God wants you to know it. God wants you to do it. God wants you to grow in it. So if you ask him, if you just don't copy people, you just don't follow people, you just don't, I mean, design things which is convenient and which is just easy. Most people, they want to do what is easy or they want to do what is readily available to them. If you go beyond that and you ask God, God would definitely. Remember, that which was coming readily to Saul was to kill those who were Christians. But that was fighting against God. So don't settle for that which easily comes to you. But settle for that which God will breathe into you, which God will reveal to you, which God will use other people to tell you that this is why. This is the gift that I have for you. God will use diverse means to let you know. So seek God to know, number one. Two, analyze your abilities. You see, when you are there in God, always check yourself. What are the things that I'm able to do? What are the things, your abilities? What are the things? Because God uses our abilities as a light to point to our purpose. You see that there are so many things, it is within you. You can easily do them. So analyze them. They will be, as you are praying, seeking God, and then you are analyzing your abilities. What are the things that are, it comes to me naturally? Then it means that identify those, develop them, and use them. Work on them. Don't let it be just at the inspirational level. At the inspirational level, oh, you see, I'm able to do this. I'm able, and then it's just that. No, you want to develop it. When you find it, you want to get more knowledge into it. You want to study into it. You want to improve it. You want to, I mean, get more information about it. You want to, I mean, understand those who are using similar gifts in this world. 
They may be similar, but never the same. So you analyze your abilities. Three, observe things that naturally makes you happy. Observe things that naturally makes you happy. Some of us, you, you see, cooking comes to you freely. You, 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 you create your own recipes and it, it's, it's amazing. It shows that it, it, it's, it's in line with your gift. If you do, let's say, a small takeaway, you can become a millionaire through that. Most of us, we always, we, we, we just leave it. We don't even pay any mind to it. Some of us, as I always say, I mean, you see that singing makes you happy. It makes you happy. And then it makes other people happy. It's an indication. I didn't know until I got saved. And I realized that oh, when I was so good in my childhood in doing recitations. And anytime that we're going to do a play, they will select me to lead it and to talk. And anytime there's a presentation they want me to do, there were a lot of grown-ups. Later when I got born again, then I realized oh, I'm greeted a speaker. I'm a speaker. Ah. And then the gifts as well started flowing. And then I realized, ah. somebody say amen. amen. Four, note things that you have increasing burden to correct in your life. You see that there are some things, anytime you see, especially negative things, bad things, something moves in your heart. If you see people hungry, you are not happy. It means it's one of the problems God wants you to solve. When you see people that are being maltreated, you want to stand up for them. When you, yeah, you see it comes so strong to you. Yes. You want to speak for people. You want to help people. You want to feed people. It's so strong on you. That at times, even when you are leaving the scene, you see that you are crying. Nobody has beaten you, but uh, the burden is causing you. It's showing you what you are created to do. It's giving you indication that among the things that I want you to do, this is one of them. Oh, somebody say amen. 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 Five, check what people often ask you help for. It's check what people often ask you help for. You see that in your life, there are some things that people who have known you who continue, oh, can you help me in this? Because I know that you, you, you can do. And it's not one person. It's going on and you start doing it for a lot of people. It's an indication of your purpose. It's an indication that that is your gift to the world. So now you are going to do deep thinking. You are going to go back. At time, even all this that I'm saying, maybe it will just, I mean, confirm what you are doing. At least that will give you more strength to know that, oh, this is my assignment. Then I'll do it and do it strongly. I'll do it well. I'll do it continuously. Amen. Amen. Finally, six. Ponder on your prophecies. Let me tell you. If you see, I'm talking of genuine prophets. If you meet genuine prophets in different, different places where they don't know themselves. Because most of the time, the major thing that God speaks to us is about our destiny. 
That is the number one important thing in prophecy. Anything else, excuse me to say about witches, I mean, these uh, problems and that kind of thing. They just to enhance you to be able to do what God has created you for. Because when you are in what God has created you for, when even diseases, sicknesses, demonic, when they try to attack you, God and his angels will protect you and fight for you. Amen. Until your time is up, nobody can take you out of this world. We all know that to go into eternity, we have to pass through the transition of death. So we don't have to be afraid of death. It is a passage. It's the same as birth. Birth was death to our life in the womb. Let me say it again. Birth into this world was death to our life in the womb. And our life in the womb was death to our life in God. Amen. So it, yeah, at every stage, to move on to the next, the, your back life will be death, and then a new one will be the one you are embracing. So ponder on your prophecies. Good prophecies that has been spoken over you over the years. Check them. And if you check them, you see that there is a common thread that runs through them all. Because God says one and he doesn't change his mind. Because he planned for you before even you came to this world. We pray and ask God that as we continue to seek him, he will cause his presence and his power to overshadow us and to propel us to fulfill his purpose for our lives individually. Amen. Father, we thank Amen. you in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen.